All right, guys, we are back. Uh, what do we want to say today? Um, have you guys ever noticed that our parents never locked the liquor cabinet? Is that like, why do you think they did that? We have all these, what the fuck? We had like all these parents that knew their kids were drinking and stealing from their liquor cabinet. And they never put a lock on it. We even had a kid get in a drunk driving accident. And just none of the parents changed anything. They just kept on leaving their liquor cabinet open. And I don't know if you guys are going to be able to hear this at all. It's coming across super weird on my computer. So let me know if I have to re-record this whole fucking episode. Um, but I do. I do. Is it like some weird test? Where they're like, oh, either I raised my kids so good that they're going to, like, not steal from me, so I'll leave it unlocked. Or I want, hoping my kids are smart enough that it's hard for me to catch them in stealing my liquor. Is Those are two options. Maybe it's just like, uh, officer, I had no idea. Maybe it's a way to get away with, like... Because they say if you're, like, a kid drunk driving or you're a kid throwing a house party and someone gets hurt, the parents get in trouble. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a way to teach us to how to steal more effectively. Or it's just to test. Alright, they're 15 years old. Let's see how well they've... How well we've done as parents. Which, in Libertyville, not great. Let me tell you that. Which also, I ran into someone here in Austin who was like a class below me. From Libertyville and went to Oak Grove. So that's crazy. Um, let's see, who do we have to talk to? We have to talk to Mr. Soup. He doesn't like me using his name on this podcast, so we're going to go with Mr. Soup. You better be able to figure out who you are. He's getting all fussy at me for not liking Bitcoin. But again, and like I've said this multiple times, our government has infinite funding. They can print infinite money. And go to other governments and tell them to print infinite money to buy and or tank the Bitcoin market. So they could just go to Europe and be like, hey, you guys have to buy all of Bitcoin. You have to put in offers and print money and buy all of Bitcoin. And they'll do it. Just like Romania. They're like, hey, you guys, these Tate fellows, we don't like them too much. So... Why don't you arrest them? We think that would be dope. So go ahead and do that. And Romania was like, ah, we're our own sovereign place. But you know what? For you, America, we're your buddy. We'll fucking arrest them. And that's kind of where we're at. And especially with the FTX thing. So that's going to be the end of all these stupid coins. There's going to be like Ethereum, Bitcoin. There's going to be like five that survive. Which is also like... Very, they're all 90% sure American based. So you're going to have to go from, oh, I have dollars and change, and that makes sense to me, to like, oh, I have Ethereum, Bitcoin, whatever, Tesla coin. I'm sure he's going to come out with another one soon. Um, all these that don't make a ton of sense. 
And then you're going to have to try and figure out how to buy a hamburger. What's the best way to buy a hamburger today? Should I use 20% Ethereum and 80% Bitcoin? And we just had the government tell us we can't sell to people. You know, the same government that wants us making cakes for gays. Oh, you're making a wedding cake? You have to make one for the gays. Every straight cake comes with a gay cake. Um, They want... They just told us you can't serve people who aren't vaccinated. You can't do that. They're evil. They're horrible people. So how many of these cities and states are not going to accept Bitcoin when the government tells them, you know what, it's, it's really fucking over our control of the money supply, so why don't you guys tell them you want to buy a sandwich, fuck off, you have to use a dollar. Yeah, I know it's a lot better for you to use Bitcoin and it makes a lot more sense, but fuck you. You only get to use the dollar here. And then Bitcoin becomes kind of useless in 25 states. And then in a few cities like Austin, in Republican states. Tampa, probably. Um, So that's always been my argument. I understand, like, the other side of it. It's like, oh, it's decentralized, so no one can control it. It's like, yeah, but if they can control everything around it, they don't need to control it. That's kind of my same argument with climate change. They're out there being like, look, this thing's real. But everything around it is acting like it's not a real thing. You know, Biden, Obama, every celebrity, DiCaprio, all has millions of dollars. Every bank has insurance on places that are on the board, on the ocean. So all these people are pretending like climate change is real and then every action they have is being like mm, nope no nope, climate change is fake uh we're safe with investing in these properties we're safe investing in these things yeah i know we said that it's gonna be five years till it's uh, we're all underwater oh now we're down to four i think it was five years in 2018 so we're down to four look at that look at us go um So this is kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, the core principle might be good, but you can control everything around it. And that's what you got to look at. So the FBI who killed Kennedy, the CIA who's turned over governments, the CIA who's tanked other currencies. Yeah, they'll figure out a way to fucking destroy Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it won't be that hard. Because... Once they start buying it up, the super rich people that own a lot of it will be like, oh, the market's going up. I'm going to own more. So it'll be the CIA, the FBI, and then a hundred billionaires own all the Bitcoin. And there will be nowhere for it to go. And no one can use it because it has to be widely used. You need regular people to be able to buy it. How many? With how much the middle class is being squeezed with inflation and stuff right now, how many of them are able to buy Bitcoin? So you're looking at only the upper middle class and the high class can use Bitcoin and just fuck the middle class and lower class? I I just don't see that working long term. So every McDonald's is still going to take 99% 
the dollar, every subway, all these places, Walmart, TJ Maxx, they're 99% going to use the dollar. You don't think that'll have anything, any effect on your currency market? That's a wild thing to assume. Also, putting your trust in like man-made technology or the mathematics of man instead of God is considered a sin. It's not ideal. Uh, so that's that's my rant on Bitcoin for today. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. Uh, McCarthy, I think, finally got in on like the 18th vote or something retarded. Um, they're saying he had to give up all his power to the radical right. Which is great for us. That's what we need as Americans. We need that power to be back in our hands. Um, fuck the people who have been in Congress forever. Fuck the people who are bought by donors. Um, they're not the ones that are tear down the government We need the way we need to have it torn down. If we're going to have it torn down from the inside, which would be the much more bloodless way to do it instead of like another civil war or revolution hopefully our elected officials can figure out what they need to do to do right by us um and this is a good first step now they're saying that term limits will be on the belt which i love i love term limits fuck these people staying in office forever but if you really look at term limits, the reasoning is the longer they're in office, the more they're bought by their affiliates who want their votes for certain things. So they buy them off with millions of dollars for speaking fees and shit like that. Kind of like Brett Favre. And all this money could go to charities, could go to the poor. But no, it goes to buying off these politicians. Um so I was thinking, why not just attack it at its heart and be like, all right, you're a representative of the 9th district. If your net worth is, do I have it 20? I think 20 or 30. I'm going to say 20. Is 20% higher than the average net worth in your district, you cannot run. So you have two options then. You can donate enough money that you're down to 20% net worth. And then you have to deal in taxes. Taxes are going to come in and you're going to be like, oh, I don't have to pay all these because I donated so much. No, you're probably going to have to donate more. So be pretty good at math. If you're like, oh, I'm in the top 30% in my, in my district, you should be able to figure out how to donate enough so that your taxes don't keep you above 70% or the above 20% over the average. That's the correct way to put that. Um, in the Senate, I think I had it 30. Yeah, in the Senate, you can't be over... Ooh. Yeah, 30%. And then you have to continue on. Okay, you want to be in the leadership of your group? All right, well, you can't be over 25%. And in Senate, you can't be over 35%. So Nancy Pelosi, who's at... $200 million net worth. Sorry, you can't be in the leadership. So you probably can't even run. So, and that's how it should be. 
oh, we want a representative democracy that can't get bought and paid for? Okay, these billionaires who have nothing to do with them, nothing to do with the people in their district or their state, why are they leading? Right? First off, it's a waste for us. If you're this smart that you're worth a billion dollars, like say Dave Chappelle, and like this isn't insane, you had the guy from Minnesota, what's his fucking name? Fucking retard comedian from Minnesota who ran for Senate in Minnesota and won. So Dave Chappelle, do we want him in the Senate or do we want him doing comedy? The thing he's fucking amazing at. We want him doing comedy. We want the best of the best doing what they are at the best of the best. It's the same with doctors. We don't necessarily want doctors. Now, I love the Paul family. I know they're doctors, so I'm not taking a swipe at them. But if you're a top 10% doctor, I want you fixing things and discovering new things. I don't want you wasting your time in government that should be a thankless, useless fucking job that most people don't know who the fuck is in power because they have no effect on their life. That's what I want. So then with that, you should also not be able to increase your net worth while you're in office. So for the house, you can increase your net worth over 2.5%. Because it's just sketchy. It's just weird that you're you necessarily taking a pay cut. Now, I guess you could argue... I guess you can make a provision that, like, if you're under the 50% average, so, like, if a fairly poor person runs for house and they're under the average net worth of their district and they go up by 2.5 because that's what a representative is worth, you know, there's there's some wiggle worm there. And I do want it to account for inflation. So if your net worth is all of a sudden up 5%, but inflation over the last two years was also 5%, you could still run again. But it shouldn't really be going up any. Because you should be a relatively smart person, so you should be at least the average person in your district without going crazy. And... You shouldn't be making so much because the house people don't get paid much. The Senate people don't get paid much. The president doesn't get paid much. So all these people going into politics near the average and then coming out in the top 2% of their district, that's insane. So for the house, I have 2.5. You can't grow in that term. So if you go up two and then you get reelected, you're starting back at zero. And you could go up two again. And yeah, you could be, ah, oh, that's, there's still going to be evil shit happening. Yeah, but a lot less. You're not, your net worth isn't increasing 100% in two to four years. And for the Senate, I got it at five. And now you're saying, well, what if like my wife gets promoted and all of a sudden our net worth goes up 8%? Well, you could take a term off. Sorry, you're taking two to six years off, buddy. That's just how it has to be because I would rather protect the people against corrupt you think in your whole district or your whole state there's not someone with similar ideas of you there has to be a bunch because you got elected there has to be a bunch of people that agree with you 
to have elected you that could take over. And I know this won't fix everything. Like I said, you could donate. And I'm sure that there would have to be like a list of donation groups that the people find okay. So it would be like the top 10 groups that the American citizens donate to. They could donate to to lower their net worth to still get in and be able to run for election again. But I think these two mixed with term limits... If you if you um, discriminate based on net worth and increase percent in net worth, plus term limits, so you can only run six times or whatever, four times or whatever, whatever they're thinking. I think those two things would make it so hard to buy, like to put in the mechanics to buy off a senator or a representative. Would be so hard; it wouldn't be worth it. Because you would basically have to be like, yo, at the end of your career in politics, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. And there's no way the politician could guarantee that money. Hey, you guys promised me $20 million in speaking fees once I finished. And you guys are reneging on that because you're offering money to the next guy. Well, that's that's the game. And it will take like 15, 20 years for all this stuff to start bearing fruit because there will be some fuckery. There will be promises made and then people realizing that those promises aren't kept. Um, but yeah, that's... I think it's more to... If I had to choose one, I'd prefer the net worth um, restrictions over term limits. But I think in tandem, they make such a strong argument and then you need real people that are really there to serve their constituency they're not just there to fuck around they're like I'm here losing money but our government's so fucked up that you need this so I do think it's it would work to help lower a bunch Uh, one of California's new bills I used to have the number I lost it Makes it illegal for doctors to disagree with politicians. So that, there you go. There's your listen to the experts. Are we listening to the experts or are we listening to the politicians? Looks like, in California at least, it's illegal to listen to the po- uh, experts. The experts aren't dictated to by facts and medical knowledge. They're dictated to by political beliefs. So if the politician says it's best if you push this vaccine... Well, now in California, it's illegal for a doctor to say otherwise. So if this doesn't make you want to move out of California, if you have young kids or a spouse with illness or family with illness, you're no longer... We now have necessarily socialized medicine. Oh, every other state has this cancer treatment that's curing people, but the politicians in California think it's too expensive... So they're going to say, ah, it doesn't work. And then every doctor has to say, yeah, no, it doesn't work. Great. Um, I know we wanted to talk about the evils of the green movement. I saw the podcast on Joe Rogan with the Indian guy. Um, hold on one second. Okay, sorry, I had to look up his name. Siddharth Kara. Siddharth Kara. That sounds right. I think I'm nailing that. Um, he went on Rogan and he basically discussed 
how much everyone's retarded for being green. And he's like, I'm a green energy guy. And it's like, how can you not think two more steps ahead of what you're saying? So basically there's slavery all around the world in China, the Congo, a bunch of Africans being enslaved and all the companies like Tesla and Samsung and Apple that make these batteries say, we're not enslaving people. It's like, yeah, you are. Um, and this guy went out and he has videos of the slaves working and mining and all this shit and no one cares. So we've already gone over time and time again, how if you're green energy and again, we're at the four, three, three, four years until our whole world is fucked. If we turn it around from where we were eight years ago and it's increased every year since then, the CO2 emissions, but now it's, it's not just that. So not only do you have to be pro-war to be against carbon emissions, to be truly green energy, you have to be pro-war against India, Russia, and China. You also have to be pro-slavery. Because you're out there saying these electric cars and solar panels and fucking wind turbines are all great. And at the end of the day, it's 16-year-old boys and men digging them up by hand, dying in cave-ins, just so you could have it, to quote-unquote save the planet. Endless suffering, thousands and probably millions of people suffering, putting together their phones, putting together pieces of the cars, putting together these batteries in the slave pits. And you're like, that's, that's a world worth saving. We're going to save that world. That is the only way we get through this is by continuously having people die in slave pits and mines so we could have our fucking electric car battery. Which one car battery, and I think there's like four on every electric car, is a thousand cell phones. So for one car, that's 4,000 cell phones. So this being like, oh, Zach, you have an iPhone that you've had for five years now? What what the fuck? Yeah, well, you guys are all out there buying cars. You guys are tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands times worse. All right? I'm not absolving myself. I'm just saying. So then you look at BLM, and they all have Teslas. They're all out in California with solar panels and Teslas and shit like that. When are those black people going to have to pay reparations? Do they have to wait 200 years? To pay the Congolese reparations for being in mines. And remember, we live in a patriarchy. 99% of the people in these mines are men. And young boys. Smothered to death, getting cancer, all sorts of illnesses. Because they're not, they have no PPE. They have nothing to protect them from fumes and dust and all that shit. Their water's getting fucked up. Mostly men. To give women their iPhones so they could tweet how horrible men are and how they're not treated fairly and all this fucking bullshit. So, so the Green Energy Party, just so I'm 100% clear, logically, I know they don't come out and say this, but if they really think the world's going to end in four years, the only way to save it is war and slavery... But no, no exception for nuclear energy. We're pro-war and slavery. 
and anti-nuclear energy. You guys are fucking nuts. And I say that in the meanest way fucking possible. You guys are fucking lunatics who listen to an autistic girl. And the people that say like, oh, how could anyone make fun of her? She's just a 19-year-old girl. You guys are who put her up there. You guys are the reason. You all liked her tweets and shared her videos and shit like that. No one would give a shit about this fucking girl if it weren't for you. So you guys put her in the crosshair. Don't don't blame us for being like, oh yeah, that dumb bitch is wrong. You know how millions of people have retweeted what she said? Well, she's wrong and a liar. Well, you can't say that. She's a kid. Go fuck yourself. So you guys know I've been having issues with my Hollywood friends. I just... I don't understand how they think that they're all like, oh, the Red Scare was horrible. Maybe that's because they're all commie fucking losers. Maybe the liberalism has seeped into their brains so deep that they're commie fucking idiots that don't understand. But their COVID thing, their reaction to COVID and BLM has been so much worse. A, because it was directly to influence an election, whereas the Red Scare wasn't. But B... Well, let's go through it. What do they guess? Well, we were afraid. Most of them will say we still are afraid. We're still afraid of you because you're not vaccinated. But you could argue we were afraid. And it's dangerous. Well, we've now seen that it's only killed, what, 1.2 million Americans? A few million people around the world? Communism, after all. The National Socialist Party, a.k.a. the Nazis, killed 6 million Jews. Then you go look at how communism worked out with Stalin. Almost 100 million. You say, you say 50 to 100 million. And that's just baby town frolics compared to Mao, who did kill 100 million and above. So <laughs> what's more of scary this flu that only kills fat old people that probably had it coming or were near the end of their life or whatever. Or communism that killed anywhere between 1 and 200 million people in the world and healthy people. Kids, adult men, teenagers, doesn't matter. You're getting murdered by communism. That didn't happen much with COVID. And let's not forget Hollywood's a young man's industry. There aren't a ton of old people. Yeah, you might see a few old actors. You might see a Michael Caine or a Morgan Freeman every once in a while. But when's the last time you saw a Jack Nicholson movie? It's been a minute. And you know all the people behind the camera? They're not all Martin Scorsese. The people building the sets, doing the lighting, they have to be able to move weight. They're strong, fit guys. Trust me, I know. I've been on sets. So you have 90% of the people on set are healthy. Yeah, there's fat makeup people and fat costume people. So we'll say 90, and that's generous, are young and healthy. And you're afraid? Meanwhile, communism was blowing up mailboxes and shit? Yeah, all these... Left-wing groups, Acorn, I think it was Acorn or whatever, blown up mailboxes, shit like that in America. Who was more afraid? All right, next. 
So then you go on and you're like, oh, you guys were afraid of Kanye saying these things and he's going to bring back the Holocaust. Okay, imagine how afraid they were of active communists back in the day. (laughs) Again, blowing up mailboxes, blowing up cars, shit like that. You're saying we... It's reasonable to be afraid that Ye is going to be bring back the Holocaust. A guy who lost two point one or one point two billion dollars for his words, he'll bring back the Holocaust. But then you have to argue there was no fear from the mailboxes and cars being blown up by the commies back in the day. I'm just saying, you guys are acting in such a horrible way. You guys go out and pretend, oh, the Red Scare, we're so ashamed of that time. We're so ashamed that we would ever turn on our co-workers and shit like that. Well, here you are doing it again. You're turning on all your co-workers. And Colt Beasley of the Buffalo Bills said it. He's like, I'm good enough at the sport that I could tell you to stop turning on all the kids. All the young guys that you're forcing to get vaccinated that can't speak out because they'll lose money that they don't have. I'm here to tell you, stop turning on them. It's just insane. And there's still the added racism of Hollywood right now. Right? There's still, oh, we can't hire you, you're white. And that keeps on going poorly for them. I mean, it's done pretty well with the Asians. Shang-Chi was good with all the unknown actors. I mean, Aquafina's not great. The Chinaman and Eternals and the Indian and Eternals worked out. Now, at least the guy from Eternals was a comedian in Silicon Valley. So, you know, he can handle an action movie. But the, even the Asian chicken Eternals not too good. Asian chicken, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy crushed it, but she's Canadian, so who knows? But that being said, Asians are known for being pretty good at things. They're known for going above and beyond. Now let's look at Black Panther 2, where we have to have six new Latin American fucking actors who all fucking sucked. Namor sucked, and Marita sucked, all his top guards sucked. They couldn't even get, they got, I think the one person that was any good was Abuelita got shot by Black Panther and she died and that was kind of sad. She cried, Abuelita, you did it. Every other spick in that fucking movie sucked. So you're saying we're willing to have a less quality product as long as we have representation. That's insane. And It's also not a quality thing. Me, I'm not saying I'm the best actor ever, but I worked my ass off for months on end doing dangerous things like driving for two days without sleep just so I could have one line in movies. And they then turn and say, eh, studio wants a black for that one line, so we're going black on it. Sorry, bro. I know we promised, but sorry, man. Try to get you next time. And then next time comes around, and ah, COVID's here. So now you're fucked forever. <sighs> and I'm a pretty good actor, so just so we know. That's some bullshit. 
I do find it funny that we let the dumbest 50% of us have a voice. When would you ever do that any other time in life? But because we have to have everyone vote. Fucking retarded. Um, and it's crazy too. If you think about it, the NBA sports now, sports entertainment is the only one that doesn't give a fuck about representation. Your healthcare professionals. Well, we need to have a few more blacks, a few more Mexicans. So we're not going to give degrees to these Asians and whites who have better grades for these healthcare schools to become doctors. We'll give it to these Mexicans and blacks who might drop out. Or, even if they get through, probably weren't as good as if we give those guys who earned it a chance. We need more women. It's just, And pilots. We need more women pilots. What? Do they want to do this? Are they pushing themselves to be better every day? No? I, I think I'm fine without them. But, thank God we put such a high watermark. For NBA and NFL that they don't have to work. They don't have to kowtow to this bullshit. Hockey does. Hockey, too many whites. But NBA and NFL. That's what we put as the most important thing to us. Enter all film and TV. You have to kowtow. You have to get worse people. Doctors who take care of our health. You want universal health care. And yet you're fine with choosing less able doctors. Because it makes you feel better? <laughs> Just another reason we should believe universal healthcare is going to help us at all. I just don't understand how dumb these people have to be to believe in this stuff. <sighs> so I was listening to Joe Rogan and um, uh, Dave Portnoy talk. And they're both liberal fucking losers. Um, and they're like, oh my God, look at us, two far right crazies out here having a podcast. Yeah, this is why you should join the right wing. You think your vision still aligns with the left? Clearly, they're not out there yelling, hey, Joe Rogan wasn't helping the poor enough. Joe Rogan wasn't helping the welfare state enough, so he's out on us. They're saying, hey, these stupid things like COVID vaccines... And COVID-related bullshit that's only hurting such a small percent of susceptible people who are probably going to die in a couple years. And like I've always said, we've it's the only disease that death has gained years of life. Because all the people were, that are like 90 and the average age of death is like 74. So these 90-year-olds are dying... Like a 70-year-old 70, a 70 dying would be minus four. We lost four years of his life. Whereas a 90-year-old dying is plus 16. He gained six, He still had 16 years that he probably shouldn't have. So when you add up all those, you have all those minus fours and all those plus 16s, it's the only disease where life expectancy was higher. The death of all these people's life expectancy was higher than the average life expectancy. I think by like four years too. I think the life expectancy of someone who died of COVID was like 78 and the life expectancy of a normal American is 74. There's no other disease that does that. Every other disease 
life expectancy is way below average life expectancy. Um, and that kicked you out. That got you, Joe, and you, Dave, kicked out of your party. So do you think they're overly concerned about helping the homeless? Do you think they're overly concerned about making drugs legal and shit like that? They don't give a fuck. And Joe, you talk about it all the time. Oh, the government's gotten so big and bloated, most of the, 90% of the money just ends up going to government officials. None of it goes to the fucking homeless. It goes to bureaucracy. So if you really want to home, help the homeless, you have to cut the government in a at least to a quarter. You need it to be 25% of what it is now. Then you can start arguing, all right, now that the bureaucratic machine's down, we can start getting money to the homeless. But if they're everyone in your party's biggest concern is you stepping out a little, it's because their biggest concern is subjugation. They want only yes men. They want no one who disagrees. So you should be libertarian until the government is a quarter the size it is now. And then you could go back to being a Democrat saying, hey, let's uh, let's start taking a look at these homeless. Maybe that money can start going to them now that we fired most of the people here. And your buddy Elon Musk just did it. His company had what? Either 75,000 or 7,500. I don't know where the comma goes. Um, people. And it's now down to 2,000 or 20,000. I'm guessing 2,000. 20,000 would be a lot. And it works better than it did before. So that, that should tell you something, Joey boy. A, the Democrats don't give a fuck about you and your ideas. They care about helping themselves in their bureaucratic machine. And B, Elon just proved to you that you cut out 70 to 80% of the dead weight and you're in good hands. So I just don't understand how there's any logic to them voting Democrats still. Hey, the party's abandoned you and proven that they don't give a fuck about what you give a fuck about. Now, maybe the Republican Party doesn't give, care 100% what you care about, but the Democratic Party's at near zero. But Joe, you say you care about hunting and animals and guns and all this shit. Well, there, you're at least 20% with Republicans. Oh, they want to cut out the bureaucracy so that the money could go where it needs to go? Now you're at like 50%. So you're going from, I'm voting Democrat because they agree 4% with me, to I'm voting Republican because they agree 50 to 60% with me. Seems like a no-brainer. Which side am I going to vote for? When I'm only given two options. Oh, well, I like Bernie Sanders. Well, they're not giving him much room. All right. And we've talked about why universal health care and college and all that shit's retarded. Go watch my old episodes if you need to know. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. I got to get ready for dinner. Probably go do a show. So remember, guys, at the end of the day, gays, okay? Have a good one.